0: Offensive tackle, hard to imagine anything more important than that. At 22, their first first first-round pick, Andrew Thomas-Reeder, which you Georgia, would be my selection. The only tackle that warrants a selection available.
1: So as of right now, with a right to change this opinion, I want a cornerback at 22 or 25, and then definitely think offensive line with one of those two picks. I think if
2: I were in charge, I would look at the defensive side with one of those picks and then try to trade down and accumulate as much as you can after that.
3: What's up, Vikings fans? It's Chris Corso here from Vikings.com, and we have a jam-packed episode, the What Will Rick Spielman Do episode, where we go through just about every local and national media member to break down what the Vikings general manager will do when the Vikings are on the clock on Thursday night with the 22 overall pick heading into the 25th overall pick. Two picks in the first round for the first time since 2014. That was Mike Zimmer's first year as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings selected linebacker Anthony Barr and, of course, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater that year. Uh, with head coach Mike Zimmer's first two picks in Minnesota. So with that, we bring in Jay Nelson virtually, of course. Jay, how are we doing?
4: I'm doing great. You know, this is going to be a lot of fun this year. We've been talking about this one for months and months, and now we're finally here on draft week. I think with all of the potential needs that this team is is looking at and all of the speculation that's been going on, I think this is a really cool little fun project that we can talk about. Chris, this is going to be fun and let's dive into this puppy as much as we can, as fast as we can.
3: When this whole thing started with the coronavirus, we were thinking about all these ideas for content all the plans uh, to get these videos up for you Vikings fans heading into the draft. And one of the top things that we came up with that was an easy thing to do was to get every local and national media member to just give their opinion. What would you do if you were Rick Spielman with the first two picks in the 2020 NFL draft? And I think we got a ton of good feedback here, whether it was somebody from the Pioneer Press or somebody from NFL Network. Uh, we got we got you covered just about from everywhere, and we and we saw a few position groups that really really showed up a ton in these responses from these media members. Obviously, the cornerback position, a, a position where we lost three to four quality starters uh, in free agency. The wide receiver position, where Stephon Diggs was traded to the Buffalo Bills earlier in the offseason, that included that number twenty two overall pick uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. Wide receiver is a huge one. Um, What about that three technique in the middle of the Vikings defense? That's a position that we haven't seen a pass rusher uh, since Sheldon Richardson was with the Vikings a few years ago. Uh, Linval Joseph obviously departs as a free agent as well, so that's why that position is important. And then, of course, offensive line, which we've touched on this. Jay, you've been involved in all the production with all the position breakdowns, whether it was Ben Lieber breaking down this position, but offensive line is definitely a position that the Vikings will continue to look to grow at going forward. Jay, do you have any feedback uh, before we hop in to all these opinions about what the Vikings are going to do with these top two picks?
4: The biggest thing is, like you had talked about, we've got our hot topic issues. I think the offensive line is definitely something that fans across the board have all been clamoring about. We talked about it last week on the show in just saying that it's definitely something everyone's always level-headed about. There's no huge opinions by the offensive line. Yeah, right. The offensive line is one of the, one of the most... Uh, talked about positions that this Vikings team has had in the last couple of years and between offensive line, defensive line, secondary and wide receiver. Now all being in play, it's, it's going to lead to some fireworks this weekend. And as of now we have 12 picks. We took 12 picks last year. We've talked about it before, Rick loves to trade. He loves to move. He loves to wheel and deal. And it's going to be interesting to see if we stay with 12, if we have more than that, or if we use some of that draft capital to move up and down that draft board and snag some guys that we think can be immediate playmakers for this team in 2020.
3: Well, you brought up the trading aspect, and and what do you know? I have some good statistics here. A record 40 draft day trades happened across the league's draft last year. And Spielman played his part in this with six deals over two days. He's actually averaged four trades per draft since becoming the general manager in 2012. That's 32 total trades that he's made throughout all of these drafts since 2012. So that will certainly be something to keep an eye on. Before we get into this, let's look back at the previous four drafts where the Vikings have had a first-round pick. Uh, the team selected Trey Wayne's in 2015, a cornerback. They they selected a wide receiver named Laquan Treadwell in 2016, cornerback Mike Hughes in 2018, and then of course center Garrett Bradbury in 2019. So we've been a little all over the board at these positions, and those are some positions that we're looking to fill this year. So um, in anticipation of the NFL draft, as we said, the Vikings Entertainment Network has tracked down football minds locally and nationally, and let's start with the first one, the familiar face who Jay has been spending a lot of time with uh, knocking out all this content, and it's Vikings Radio Network's Ben Lieber. Take it away, Ben.
5: Hey, Vikings fans. Ben Lieber here coming to you from the KFAN studios. Uh, The guys, the lovely guys at VEN, have asked me to do a a few videos leading up to the draft. And this particular video and topic is, the question is, if I were to be Rick Spielman, if I were to play GM, I'm going to take my Minnesota hat and put my GM hat on, what would I do... With picks 22 and 25. So I've been thinking about this, and I have gone in different directions because I thought Everson Griffin was probably going to come back, and I guess there's still a chance of that. So there's a need at defensive end, which I think is a big need. You no longer need to go after probably a high-end defensive tackle right now because we signed Michael Pierce. The cornerback situation is still what it is, so we still have that. Safety situation, even if Anthony Harris is, is with the team or not, I still don't think that you waste a first-round draft pick on a safety. Um, so that leaves wide receiver, which is still the same situation, in offensive line. So I'm going to say this, that I think the, if I were GM, at pick 22, I would go after the highest-rated offensive lineman that you can find. Now, it doesn't seem like this is a draft that's super strong and heavy with true offensive guards. You may find some tackles uh, that can play offensive guard that you maybe want to move there. But as far as high-end offensive guards, there doesn't seem to be those guys laying around. So it most likely is going to be an offensive tackle, whether it's Jackson out of USC or Tristan Wirths out of Iowa. My thing is, I think even though Wirfs blew up the Combine and became this huge star because of showing off his athleticism, I think now that everybody's going to have time to go back and look at the tape and they realize how good uh, some of these other true offensive tackles are, I don't think that he's going to be taken as high as maybe they were thinking a week or two after the Combine. So I think that he could be truly in play at 22. So if if you're looking for an actual name – I would say Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, and you probably make him an offensive guard. Now, pick 25. I've been pretty locked in on cornerback. I I know that we're not going to be in the top tier of cornerbacks because it seems like there is going to be a run on corner. So that puts us in the Christian Fulton, that puts us in the Trayvon Diggs, which I don't think is uh, is gonna be in play. And it puts us in play for Ed Jeff Gladney out of TCU. So if I were to look at one particular player, I love Gladney. I think he brings a ton of what you would like from a fan base. He's scrappy. He's, uh, he plays with an edge. He has lined up against the number one receiver week in and week out for TCU. So he's not just a left cornerback or a right cornerback. He is going to go all over the field and be the true shutdown corner. So if there's a talent at 25 that I think would make a lot of sense, it'd be Jeff Gladney from TCU. Check him out. So so that's it. So stay tuned. I know we're going to have some other topics coming to you live from our quarantine status wherever we are. Maybe my home or here at the KFAN studios. But that's it. If I were GM for the day on draft day at 22, Tristan Wirfs. 25, I would go Jeff Gladney. We'll see you guys later. I hope everybody's doing well and everybody's staying safe and everybody's keeping their kids happy and healthy and uh, And hope to talk to you guys real
4: soon.
3: Bye. Thanks again to Ben Lever. Man, like I said before, we've been keeping him very busy with this NFL draft coverage. We love what he does throughout the college football season uh, for Fox, doing all those games there. So he has a lot of knowledge of a player like Tristan Wirfs, who he likes the Vikings taking as an offensive lineman out of the University of Iowa, who had an unbelievable combine, uh, as Ben noted in his little general manager speech right there. So with that, we will go from one member of the Vikings radio network to another, and it is Pete Bursich who's going to go with what he would do at pick number 22 and
6: 25. What's up, Viking fans? Pete Bursich here You guys remember this song? Well, I'll tell you what, I miss it, and I know we all miss it. But in between, before this next season starts, we got this little thing called the draft coming up. Now, I've been asked, if I were Rick Spielman... What would I do other than installing a music studio? I think over at uh, TCL Studios, I would do these things. The Vikings are in a unique position, a very good opportunity to add a lot of talent to this roster. So with two picks in the first round and really four in the top 100, pick number five is right at 105. You have the opportunity now to add some serious firepower to this Viking offense and defense And we have some holes that we need to fill, so let's talk about those for a minute. In my opinion, the offensive line needs to be addressed. In this league, the inside pass rushers have become so vital that a guard has become more and more important. Now, where we sit, we're going to be in a beautiful position at some point to either draft, maybe a tackle that's fallen down, and move somebody inside, or to pick up a good guard. The second position is going to be defensive back. If you look and Mike Zimmer's tenure here and the guys that we have brought in and the way they've been able to develop, a guy like Xavier Rhodes, who, by the way, was a good corner till Zimmer got here, then he became a great one, right? You draft a Trey Waynes, you bring in a Mackenzie Alexander. We still have Mike Hughes. I'm not so worried about bringing in young defensive backs so you find some of the top talent, and you're going to have to dra- draft a top talent in the first round. So if I see this first round going – I see an offensive lineman, and I see the best cornerback available. I think with the other picks that you have, you hang in there and you find a way to get a guy like Antoine Winfield Jr. on your squad. I love this kid. I love, you know, I coached when his dad played. He would be, and he would be probably one of the best nickel defenders that you're going to find. And nowadays, with about sixty percent of defense being, you know, three wide receivers or more and playing a lot of nickel. Antoine Winfield Jr. can cover, he can blitz, he can tackle. I think a guy like him would be a huge, huge asset. Wide receiver, I think you kind of take a shotgun approach. You got to bring in two or three, I think, maybe lower round wide receivers to to get in the mix and see what they do. So a lot of options. The key, though, is you have four, almost five picks in the top 100. So that means you're going to bring in a lot of talent. And that means... I'm going to be doing a lot more of this as the Vikings make it to the playoffs at least and let's make a good run.
3: Jay, I really liked what Pete said there about the uh, cornerback position at number 25. He recognized that Mike Zimmer knows how to develop these guys. And when he said Xavier Rose was a good corner here, and then when Zimmer got here, he was a great corner, um, I think that's very important for Vikings fans to know. We all know that Mike Zimmer wants a cornerback with one of these first two picks if it's up to him.
4: Yeah, and I think the thing that we all in Minnesota at this point are are feeling somewhat comfortable with is knowing that it is a position of need, but you also have one of the best teachers in the game at that position.
3: As you heard in that breakdown, he also played a little bit of uh, electro- electric guitar there for you Vikings fans, which was awesome. Um, I also like how he noted that Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, while he might not be a first-round pick, he loves that kid like no other and he's gone through all the films so that's something to keep note of uh going forward we will go to the nfl network realm and that is ian rapaport who goes offensive lineman at 22 and then defensive end at number 25
0: thanks to the stefan Diggs trade the vikings have not one but two first round selections and try to figure out where they're going to go let's take a look at some needs All right, well, we know they need a corner. They lost a couple in free agency. A lot of production went out the door for a lot of dollars there. And then with Diggs going to Buffalo, yeah, I would say they need a receiver to pair with Adam Thielen, but it is such a receiver-heavy draft. Do they need to take one in the first round? Here's my choices as far as where the Vikings go. First, offensive tackle, hard to imagine anything more important than that. At 22, their first first first-round pick Andrew Thomas from the University of Georgia would be my selection. The only tackle that warrants a selection available just because of the run on tackles early. Maybe not the most athletic guy in the world, but he's big and physical and can run block like crazy, something so important in Minnesota. All right, so that's number 22. As far as number 25, I think we know they've had a little bit of success with LSU pass rushers. I'd say Daniel Hunter worked out just fine. How about Caleb on Chasen? He is athletic. He's fast as anything. If he is still there at 25, that's who I could see coming around the corner for Minnesota.
3: From one member of the NFL Network to another, let's go to Steve Weish, who breaks down what the Vikings will do. He's, he's going with an edge rusher at number 22. Hey guys,
7: Steve Weish with the NFL Network here, coming at you with the Vikings picks in the first round. First off, I do not think they make any trades up. I think they want to get some affordable rookie contracts on their books for the next couple years. They've got a lot of needs they want to address. Of course, wide receiver looks the most glaring with the trade of Stephon Diggs. But with their first pick at 22, I've got them taking Iowa defensive end A.J. Epinesa. Really good against the run, blue-collar guy, hard worker, but also a very productive and tenacious pass rusher so I think that's where they go replaces Everson Griffin uh, on the edge then we move down a couple picks I think this is where they go corner. If Utah's Jalen Johnson is there, he is a perfect fit for Mike Zimmer's scheme. So I think they go defense with their first two picks in the first round. With this being a deep wide receiver draft, they should be able to find a player in the second round. And also maybe someone a little bit later in the draft. We know they have developed wide receivers in the past who are young players. So again, I don't think they go wide receiver in the first round. It's Mike Zimmer. They're going defense.
3: All right, Jay, this is probably the one that got on my nerves the most, and it's Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio. Because with these two picks, he went with the same position, and he didn't go cornerback, and he didn't go wide receiver. So what position do you think he went with, Jay?
4: I think it's probably the hot button, hot topic that everybody's been talking about Mike's been talking about for a while with this team, including all last season, offensive line.
8: So now that the Minnesota Vikings have two first-round draft picks, what should they do with them? Look, for me, this one is simple. The offensive line has to be better. Kirk Cousins needs more time to run the play that has been called before the walls close in. One thing we know about Kirk Cousins after two years, once he runs out of time in the pocket, it's over. It's done. He's not a quarterback who is skilled at creating a second play beyond the play that was called we've seen plenty of quarterbacks who can do that like a Patrick Mahomes when it all falls apart he can make something happen for Kirk Cousins when it all falls apart frankly and with all due respect he can't so it's even more important to protect him as best the team can with two first round picks i'd say draft two offensive linemen and take the shot at finding at least one, and maybe if everything goes well, two guys who can help keep Kirk Cousins upright long enough to find somebody wide open, because when somebody's wide open or even just kind of open, he will get the ball there. The problem is, if he runs out of time, the ball is not going anywhere and Kirk Cousins is going down.
3: All right, well, Mike certainly has his opinions of what the Vikings should do in the first round of this draft with that we will go with um someone who has mike as a guest on his show very often and that's voice of the vikings paul allen
1: and welcome back to the p.e.n the paul allen entertainment network makeshift from the v.e.n the vikings entertainment network yours truly and uh my main amigo teddy vikings at 22 and 25 root of attack at 22 and 25 myriad options uh, obviously, you can package a couple and go either way. You can identify somebody, say, in the teens and uh, maneuver around there to get uh, one individual player. Uh, personally speaking, I'm a fan of keeping both of those picks. And I guess I'm being a little selfish with this. With everything we're going through right now, we're looking for thrills. How great would it be draft night to have two picks in the first round? Uh, I think you need a cornerback definitely with one of those first two picks. Okay, so... I'm honing in on corner when I do my radio show, 9 to noon, home of the Vikings KFAN. After that, personally speaking, I like offensive linemen, okay? Uh, because I believe you can find a defensive lineman and or a wide receiver somewhere in rounds two, three, four, or whatever. So as of right now, with a right to change this opinion, I want a cornerback at 22 or 25, and then definitely think offensive line, With one of those two picks. It's Paul Allen. It's Teddy from the PEN, the Paul Allen Entertainment Network Skull Vikings.
3: Jay, while PA didn't really pick a specific player at these positions, I do like that he went with cornerback at number 22 and offensive lineman at number
4: 25. Yeah, I think, you know, again, positions of need and PA helped us break down the quarterback position before, but he's also had his own opinions on cornerback and offensive lineman. And again, any combination of, of these different positions, I think everyone is going to be feeling like they actually addressed a position of need. And so if that's the case and, and we do something along this lines of cornerback-offensive lineman combo, I think it's definitely something that the fans will be interested in.
3: And with that, Jay, we go to a fun guest. This was one that we had a few a few weeks ago on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. This was Sirius XM's NFL Insider, Adam Kaplan. I really appreciated this interview because I know how well uh, he knows head coach Mike Zimmer and Rob Brzezinski, the Vikings salary cap man. They they go back years and years of Adam covering the NFL. Uh, for ESPN and NFL Films, so let's hear what Adam Kaplan had to say about what the Vikings should do.
9: So, so here, here it is, Chris. Uh, here's what. Here's my pick. Okay, you and I are sharing control. We're we're gonna we're gonna take over for uh, George Payton and Rick Spielman here, just just for just for the time being. I'm gonna tell you, I want Jalen Rager out of TCU at, at 22 or 25. We we have to know exactly where we think he'll go. He's gonna go somewhere in the 20s, at the latest 31 uh, to San Francisco, but I would want to go receiver with one. I love Jalen Rager. Uh, Denzel Mims if we, in the second round got if he's there. I love this kid. I love this kid because he's got size. And I want a defensive end. Now, defensive ends a little tricky in that area. There may or may not be that guy, but we're going to get receiver. The bottom line is, if you and I are running the show, Chris, we need to come out with a playmaking receiver who could run. We need a defensive end, a right defensive end opposite Neil Hunter. And we need another cornerback. Those are the three things we absolutely have to have. Now, I know Viking fans are going to say, yeah, but what about offensive line? I get it, folks. I was going to ask. That's second or third round. It doesn't have to be what what you're thinking.
3: As we said, Jay, we we covered the national experts, but now let's go to a few of the local experts. Uh, This one is the Athletics' Chad Graff, who does a great job Uh, for them over there. He went with a few different um, mindsets. He went with defensive tackle at number 22, and then he wants to trade back at pick number 25.
2: Hey, Chad Graff here with The Athletic. Uh, The Vikings, of course, have two first-round picks, which is nice because I think it gives them a lot of flexibility. You can take those picks and package them and trade up for a player that you really want, or you can use both selections and get two first-rounders. But what I think the Vikings should do in this draft is use one of those players, preferably on a defensive player, which we'll get to in a second, but then do everything that they can to trade down after that and try to get as many picks in the top 100 as you can. There are some years where, say, you have one glaring weakness where I think you probably want to do everything you can to draft somebody at that position. But I think the Vikings have four positions that they really should try to address in this year's draft and and early in this year's draft. And those are defensive tackle where you could preferably get a three technique who can rush the passer. I think two years ago when Sheldon Richardson was here, we saw how good that defensive line can be and is when you can get some pass rushing from that three-technique position. I also think that they're going to need a cornerback. I, I think everybody knows that. There's no way around it. After you lose Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, and Xavier Rhodes in free agency, you have to get a cornerback, and, and preferably one in the first two rounds. And then on offense, uh, I think the Vikings need an offensive lineman, and they have flexibility here because they can draft a tackle and move Riley Reef inside the guard or just draft a guard to replace Josh Klein. Uh, and then lastly, uh, the fourth position that I think the Vikings should be looking at is wide receiver. So uh, ideally, I think you use one of those two first round picks, preferably on somebody on the defensive side. Last year, you use your first three picks on offensive players. This year, I think you look at the defensive side and either go with a defensive tackle. Uh, South Carolina prospect Javon Kinlaw is a is really good Pass rusher, perhaps the best interior defensive lineman uh, coming out who can rush the passer. So I think if he's available, he's an automatic upgrade. Or you look at cornerback, where, as we mentioned, you, you got to get somebody, perhaps you even get Stefan Diggs, his younger brother, Trayvon, CJ Henderson could be, uh, if he's available, a really good piece. And then you use that other pick where you package uh, that pick and move down. And it's a deep class four wide receiver. So ideally, you pick up probably two, maybe even three wide receivers later in the draft. Uh, And then with those additional picks, you address those other positions that we mentioned. So if you draft cornerback first round, then you get defensive tackle, wide receiver, and the offensive line in the second and third round. So the Vikings are in a good spot where they have a lot of different options. But I think if I were in charge, I would look at the defensive side with one of those picks and then try to trade down and accumulate as much as you can after that.
3: Jay, I really liked... The, the opinion of trading back at number 25. We talked about the amount of trades that Rick Spielman um, has been able to complete throughout the years as the Vikings general manager. So what do you think about the Vikings trading back at pick number 25?
4: I think it's something that we've seen over the years repeatedly whenever there's value there. If the Vikings feel like they're necessarily the grades that they have of their different players don't necessarily fit the players that are going to be at that position and at that time, or they think they can trade back, get some more additional currency and additional picks, and they can make some moves that way, they'll definitely do it. And I think it's something we've seen as a pattern over the years. And don't be surprised if we actually see this happen all throughout the weekend.
3: We go from one local media member to the next. This will be the last one. Um, There are a few more, I have to say, on Vikings.com, but we don't want to give them all away in this episode. You'll have to go watch those videos and give us some video views on Vikings.com. The last one is Sam Ekstrom, who does a great job covering the Vikings on a day-to-day basis for zone coverage. He went a different route as well. He went cornerback at number 22 and then edge rusher. At
10: 25. Hi, I'm Sam Ekstrom with Zone Coverage. And if I were calling the shots in this upcoming draft, here are the decisions that I would make. Vikings had picks number 22 and 25. While it's tempting to package those picks up and try to move up in the draft, I think the only time you want to make that kind of splash, and the cost is so expensive to make a big move up like that, is if you wanted to get a quarterback. And with the recent extension of Kirk Cousins, I just don't think you would you would make that drastic of a move to trade up in the draft for any other position. So I think, generally speaking, you stay put. Do you need to trade back and acquire more picks? You already have 12. I don't think that's necessary. You've got plenty of draft capital to work with. I think at maximum you trade up one or two spots if there's a player you covet that you feel is going to get snatched away from you. But at pick number 22, I would go after a cornerback. You've got multiple holes to fill at that position. I like C.J. Henderson, the big corner out of Florida. He could be sort of the power forward, quote unquote, that you had with Xavier Rhodes. Six foot one, 200 pounds, runs a 4'3", 940. I like his physicality. Then at 25, a lot of fans want the Vikings to go receiver. But I think you can get great value at receiver in the second, third, or fourth round. Maybe even uh, former gopher Tyler Johnson. I also like uh, LaVisca Chenault if he drops to the second round. I think you build up the trenches with your second, first round pick. Go after the best possible defensive lineman, A.J. Epinesa out of Iowa. Who plays off the edge maybe the defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina I think if they fall in your lap that's tempting you've got to replace Everson Griffin you've maybe got some room there at the three technique spot or if an offensive lineman falls in your lap if Tristan Wirfs falls down the board I'd consider it uh Makai Becton out of Louisville the mammoth tackle I'd consider that too I think you've got sort of a liberating flexibility here in that there are multiple areas where you can choose. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself at one position. You can go uh, in the trenches. You can go at cornerback. And I think you can kind of let the board fall to you. You don't need to force anything. Just take the best player available.
3: All right, Jay, that's going to do it for the coverage from the Vikings podcast network until the Vikings have a player selected at pick number 22 and hopefully 25. Uh, do you have any last things to say? We've done a lot of breakdowns position by position. We've done all the mock drafts. We've we've asked experts for their opinions. So, Jay, I think you're, you're pretty well-educated at this point as the Vikings get set to make 12 draft picks in this year's draft.
4: Man, I hope so. I think everybody always feels like they're educated until the actual picks start coming off the board. And then – A lot of people realize that all of the discussion, all the talks, all the experts, everything that's been going on, everything that they've been breaking down, there's a chance that GMs and teams across the board have completely different opinions, whatever ends up happening over the next three days and the upcoming weekend. I think Vikings fans should definitely be excited to know this team is reloading, they're not rebuilding, and we're looking to pick it up and make another run in 2020. So for me, it's the beginning of the season officially kicking off again, and it's a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to see how this shakes out this weekend.
3: Jay, you talk about reloading, and I think that had a lot to do with what happened during the free agency period because the Vikings acquired three compensatory picks – one of those being the 105th pick in round three. And then they went and acquired three picks from the Buffalo Bills for Stefan Diggs, the number 22 overall pick, and then numbers 155 and num- number 201. So that's six extra picks that the Vikings will have thanks to free agency. Rick Spielman's going to have a lot of fun, uh, maybe trading up and down the board. So that'll do it. For the coverage from the Vikings Entertainment Network podcast-wise before the draft, as we've told you on previous episodes, we will have a recap episode podcast at the end of each night of the NFL Draft. That will be Thursday. Friday and Saturday, there will be three episodes for you guys to break down what Rick Spielman says, what head coach Mike Zimmer says, um, some of the interviews we do with the players over FaceTime. So a lot of information is going to be coming at you guys in the recap form. No more speculation. We're done with this was the speculation episode. So thank you again, Jay, for all the work that you've done. Um, putting this all together, and we are excited as the Vikings get set Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Tune in and watch the Vikings with two picks in the first round. Skol!